Hello, everybody. You're listening to Je- Watching from the Sidelines. I'm your host, Gideon Sutherland, and boy, oh boy, do we got some news for you today. Zion's shoe deal. Uh, the official amounts have come in, or so we think. Jurgen Klopp uh, rules out Bale and Coutinho, and Manchester United move in on Ericsson. Kevin Love is out of the FIBA World Cup, and Asensio had an ACL injury last night. So let's get right into it. So first thing we're going to go over today is the Kevin Love out of the FIBA World Cup. I predicted this in yesterday's show, and I just thought it was very obvious. So this probably means for... This is really good news for Julius Randle, because that means he's probably going to get a start now, because you don't have Tobias Harris, and you don't have uh, Kevin Love. So that just... Julius Randle's right there to be the power forward for that team, unless something out of this world crazy happens, which, I mean, is very possible. I mean, we've seen... Kawhi play power forward. We, LeBron six eight. He could play power forward if he wanted to. Um, now I think Julius Randle would be great in this world. It's really disappointing that we're not going to get to see Kevin Love or Tobias Harris. It's 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 really a big shame that these these eight players are are out of the FIBA World Cup. These are eight stars. James Hart, not eight. One sec. Let me count them up for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players are out. Ten players are out of the FIBA World Cup. You have James Harden, Damian Lillard, Tobias Harris, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Bill, Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis, CJ McCullen, Eric Gordon, and now you have Kevin Love. Kevin Love's a great deep threat and really would have helped with floor spacing, spacing at the FIBA World Cup. And I mean... Don't get me wrong, Julius Randle's no joke. Some people like to compare Zion to a Julius Randle that's more built up. I think Julius Randle is a bit more of a stretch big, but, I mean, we've seen Zion. He can dribble. He can pass. It's just uh, that shooting aspect. I think uh, Julius Randle's a better shooter than uh, Zion is, and that's just right now. Zion, of course, has plenty of time to improve his shot, and I think he will, actually. But overall, I (laughs) think... It frustrates me that these these stars are dropping out. I mean, some people are like is Kevin Love a star? No, no, he's not. Yeah, yes, Kevin Love is uh, is still a star. I think he's still a really good player. I think he's a bit overpaid. It's twenty four million dollar a year contract he's getting is a bit much. At the time that Cleveland gave it to him, it made a lot of sense. Now, I mean, as as he is out of his prime now, he's older. He's like I think he's like thirty two, thirty three. So a couple, like, a year or two younger than LeBron, but LeBron's a whole different beast. LeBron is LeBron. Uh, he's going to be a top ten player in the league for a very long time. Don't ask me where that, t- don't ask me where in that top ten he is right now because the stars are so good right now. But, I mean, so now we're looking at a lineup of Steph Curry, or Kimball Walker at the point guard. We're going to have D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, or Kyrie at shooting guard. Which, I mean, or Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler could also play shooting guard. Uh, Paul George, uh, LeBron James, and Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard at small forward. Ke- Kevin Durant won't be there because he had his Achilles rupture, of course. It's going to take him a while to recover. He might not even... Might not even be at the Olympics next next year, which would be a shame because Kevin Durant is an amazing player. Before he went down with 
his injury, I probably had him number one. I mean, him and Kawhi were right there. And then probably James Harden or Giannis. Um, they're all really great players. As I said, it's like so close. Those top 15 players are all really spectacular. So you have Steph is presumably the starting point guard. And then let's say Kimba, Kyrie, or D'Angelo Russell at shooting guard. Even though they're all traditional point guards, they're not shooting guards. Or But, but then they might start Jimmy Butler at shooting guard instead of small forward. And then, let's say, LeBron or Kawhi at small forward, and then Julius Randle at power forward, and Andre Drummond at center. I mean, in the NBA, that's an all-star lineup, and I and I get that. It's still the best, probably best lineup in the world, but you're going to have... You're going to have all these loves like Kevin Love, James Harden, Anthony Davis, uh, Bradley Beal, DeRozan, Tobias Harris, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Eric Gordon are all going to, they're all going to want to be included in the Olympics next year. That's just fact. And when you have this gelled unit this year, and you're going to throw a bunch of stars in next year, that's going to create some problems. Like, so you, so you're saying that this, this year, all these players are just leaving because they don't. They want to be with the teams. They want to do what they want to do, and then next year you expect them to just jump right back in. There's going to be great team chemistry. They're going to gel. Everything's going to work out. Who's going to be handling the ball is going to be fine. They'll just figure that out in a couple of months. No, that's not how that works. You need time. You need to be there every day. And this FIBA, the FIBA World Cup, would have been a great time to really like work on game plans, see see how the team is going to work. So that means we're going to have trouble in the Olympics. And nobody wants uh, like we want we want to win the gold and it's going to be harder if it's not jailed. Like I said all of this yesterday in yesterday's podcast. These players not being there really puts a strain on chemistry. It really hurts the team. It can hurt the image of the team. It's just not a good thing and I predicted Kevin Love was going to step out. He has it. Kevin Love is just like in James Harden and um, Tobias Harris's deal, I feel like. They're, it's not the biggest deal that they stepped out because we have people to fill their shoes. Julius Randle is a pretty, pretty good power forward. And if Anthony Davis was there, that you got some. You're great. You're fine. You're set. It, it, but he's not there, so Anthony Davis is not there. So for the forward center spot that Kevin Love and Anthony Davis take up, that that's not there anymore. So, like, like if... If no players had left, you're gonna have Steph Curry at point, uh, James Harding at shoot, James Harden at shooting guard, LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard at small forward. Just depends, and then you'd have um, Anthony Davis at power forward and Kevin Love at center, or the other way around. Flip those; doesn't really matter. That that's an amazing team. There's no there's no team in the world that could even pull an upset on that starting that starting five. That that starting five is out of this world. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous, but with these stars, it, our front court is may it might not even like the front court is going to be our weakest part in the FIBA, at the FIBA World Cup so far. S- and since Kevin Love's not going to be the second of Julius Randle and Andre Drummond or Julius Randle and Lamarcus Aldridge, and Lamar- Lamarcus Aldridge is also a forward center, he's not a true center. Andre Drummond is, but like so offensively, it's going to be a good defensively. I think Andre Drummond can pick up. The slack for where like Julius Randle isn't great. Now, I don't know. It's, it's truly a chemistry thing. Like, how is this gonna joke chemistry wise when all these stars come back next year? And that's the big deal. 
Like, that's where I see the most problems with these stars dropping out is chemistry, uh, cohesion, unit under the unit understanding how every the system works and how everything's gonna run with Greg Popovich being the coach he's gonna want them to play a certain way and these these players won't know that way because uh, I mean some of them have been coached by Greg Popovich of course like you got DeMar DeRozan he's been coached he's placed for the Spurs he's been coached by Greg Popovich Kawhi Leonard hasn't dropped out yet he's played for Greg Popovich he knows the system but like players like James Harden and Damian Lillard, most of these stars, they don't know the system that he's going to bring to the table, and it might be a totally different system than the Spurs run. So it, it, it will be interesting to see what's going to happen at the Olympics next year. I wholeheartedly expect the USA to bring home the gold medal, but it's very possible because we aren't a unit, we aren't gelled, chemistry's out of whack, that we don't take it home. It's, it's, and that's a big deal. We are supposed to be the number one and uh, the number one uh, country when it comes to basketball in the world. We have the number one league in the world um, by far. China and Europe, I'm sorry, it's just true. And if we, can't, if we can't win the gold medal at the Olympics, if we can't win gold at FIBA, I don't know exactly what uh, they give out, if they give out medals or a trophy or whatever. I, I mean, it's less important than the, world, uh, the Olympics are. Um, but... It's a big deal because we are the best. We're supposed to be the best. Everybody expects us to win, and so we should. We should. Um, but moving on to the next topic, Zion Studio. We got some inf- more information. I talked about this yesterday, and I'm, I'm hearing mixed reviews. But the main deal is that uh, most reports are saying that he's going to be the richest rookie ever off of a rookie shoe deal, beating out LeBron James. And LeBron James had a seven-year deal worth $90 million, that's $12.85 million per year, and the reports I'm getting in is five years, $50 million. I saw one for seven years, $75 million, and the five years, $50 million, that's only $10 million a year, and the 75, seven year, uh, $75 million, seven year contract is $10.7 million a year, so I'm not seeing how this adds up and how he's going to have LeBron James, so there's... One of two things. Either these numbers are completely wrong, or he's not going to be the richest rookie off of a shoe deal ever. LeBron James will still hold that title. But what I'm seeing from these from these reports is that the one constant that I see from the reports that I've been looking at is that he's going to be the richest rookie off of a shoe deal ever, beating out LeBron James. So that leads me to believe that the numbers that we're seeing right now are wrong, and that... Um, he will actually be, he'll have a bigger contract. It might be longer in length, which I don't, I don't necessarily like. That That's, I'm not about that. I, I don't think they should hand him a 10-year ten, ten contract. As I said in yesterday's podcast, I thought they should hand him a five-year, 50 million. And that's where I've seen some reports, that five years, 50 million dollars. And I think that's the perfect contract for Jordan Burns to give him. But that doesn't equal what, the reports are saying that he's going to be the richest rookie off of a shoe deal ever. It, it doesn't add up. So so if if I were Jordan Brands over this past couple weeks and I was trying to, like, let's say we had a, a, like a verbal agreement that he was going to sign with Jordan Brands, I'd try and work out a deal for five years, $50 Because as I said yesterday, it allows you to, at year three, if he's not a bust, income to an extension, get him for a much longer time. You can pay him as much as you want because you don't have high level, you don't have high level players on your, 
um, signature shoes or your payroll. I, I mean, yeah, your payroll. So, so it's not a big deal. You, you, he's going to become your face, and if he's not a bust after three years, he will. That that's that that will be your face, and you want to keep him, unlike you, like because you didn't keep Kawhi, and that was a big deal. You didn't keep Kawhi. I don't know how. Like you, that was so dumb. You that's that was the the Spurs thing overshadowed the fact that you didn't keep Kawhi. He went to New Balance and had a amazing signature suit. Um, you had a chance to make Kawhi the face of your franchise. You didn't. Now you need to make Zion. If you don't, you've messed up. Now, uh, over the next couple of days, I expect that we'll be getting some more uh, contract information, and I think that's great news. Um, if I'm going to guess, if he's going to be get making more than LeBron, that means it's probably a $100 million contract. But lengthwise, it's not like... It's not like they're going to, like, yesterday's ESPN report, I saw $10 million. So this year, I'm seeing five years, $50 million is $10 mil, and then seven years, $75 million at $10.7. So both around $10 million. So that means he might be signing a 10-year deal, which I just beg Jordan Brand, don't sign him to a 10-year deal. That's way too long. That's way too long. You don't know how he's going to be turning out. He might be out of the NBA in 10 years. You never know. You don't know. You can't predict injuries. You can't predict how he's actually going to perform in the NBA. He hasn't even re- re- remember. You guys gotta think he, he hasn't even played an NBA game, and you're going to give him ten year, hundred million dollar contract. He he might not even be close. He I think he'll be an All Star, but who knows? He might never be more than that. And is that necessarily worth a hundred million dollars over ten years? No, not in my opinion. It's not for, and it's not worth like. Let's say he has a clause that he somehow activates, even though he's not an all-star, that allows him to have a signature shoe, and then he's—it's like he's almost—he's almost mid-level bust because everybody expected him to be one the best player eventually in the league, and he's not. I mean, so you, so you're, so you have you're paying this man an obscene amount of money over an extreme long time, and it's a contract, and you can't break that. Unless you put in clauses, of course, where if he doesn't perform a certain way, or un- regardless, like, like if over time, then you can drop him and it, it won't be a big deal. I don't see that happening. I think I think uh, Zion's gonna fight for every penny he can get out of Jordan Brands, which means that's and if the reports are true that he's gonna be the highest paid, that means he's gonna have to have more than ninety a ninety million dollar contract. So these reports are five years, fifty million. That doesn't make sense. And seven years, seventy-five million. That doesn't make sense. So maybe it's a shorter time frame, and they still give him a hundred million dollars. Maybe they. I mean, I wouldn't. Five five years, five years, uh, twenty million dollars a year. That's that's an obscene amount of money. But it's a five-year deal. I I'd try and stick to the five-year deal. That's where I'd try and get him at because it, it's almost like a security policy. He's not on your books. For too long, and you get you get out. If he's not a great player, you get out of him fairly quickly. He won't cost you. He he's gonna cost you a lot of money because it's a hundred million dollar contract. But like over the long term, he's not gonna cost you like that hundred millions over ten years. He's only gonna cost a hundred millions over five years, which that's a large amount of money. Twenty million dollars a year is a large amount of money. But if he is a bust, it allows you to get off that hundred million faster, not have to worry about it. Him not trying to get extensions. It's it's just a better overall situation for them. Now, 
I don't know. It's like you don't know what to believe with this. Like, is he gonna be the highest rookie ever to get a studio, um, uh, or is he gonna be like a five year deal or a seven year deal? Because with the reports coming in, the money doesn't add up right now. Um, we'll we'll definitely figure it out over the next five days for sure. Maybe even as soon as tomorrow. Um, more reports will come in as more information is leaked. Um. Now, we're going to go on to our next topic. So, our next topic is uh, Asensio. Last night, if you weren't watching, uh, Marco Asensio tore his ACL in uh, a soccer game. And I'm sorry if you don't watch soccer. The second half of the podcast is going to be about soccer, so bear with me, please. Um, so, Asensio, had, he was going to be a major piece for Real Madrid, not necessarily playing-wise. I mean, he still had 44 appearances, which is a lot of appearances. But he, um, he, he doesn't, he's not, he's a bench role player, but he has a great value. And what Real Madrid needs most right now is the moolah moolah. They need the money. And they were, he was probably going to be one of the first, if not the first person, to leave Real Madrid this summer and be sold. Um, he, right now on... Uh, various websites. He has like an average value of around sixty three million euro, uh, sixty three million euros, and so that's around like seven seven. Uh, that's around uh, seventy million dollars. So that's that's a huge amount of money for uh, to get in transfer fees, and so at sixty three million sixty three million euros it would al- really allow them to push m- more deals. I mean, so like. You 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 were either probably gonna see Asensio go, uh, Asensio go first or Gareth Bale go first. This is probably gonna be one of them too. Um, we're gonna talk about Gareth Bale in a bit. Um, but this is a really big deal. So I didn't read the full article. I read part of it. So it the it was titled ACL injury. So as as so far it hasn't been confirmed that he's torn his ACL it's an ACL injury so that may, might be a sprain which is technically still a tear you have three levels of ACL injury is uh, you have a sprain and you have uh, stage 2 is where it's like torn a bit but it's not like t- snapped in half and stage 3 is when it's completely snapped in half so from what it sounds like it's probably either uh like second or first, so it's either sprained or it's partly torn, not a hundred percent torn. And I mean, it's okay. It's better than it would have been ten to twenty years ago because right now they don't really even. It's it's not the process of uh, surgery for an ACL and the recovery and the rehab is much less intense. It's much faster. It's much easier because technology has improved. Twenty years ago, an ACL tear at the end of your career. Flat out. I Asensio is twenty three years old. I think he'll be fine. He'll be back in about seven to eight months and he'll be playing not necessarily for Real Madrid, but what this does is it takes his sixty three million dollar uh assigned price tag and drops it down to about forty million dollars. So that's a twenty three million dollar like drop in price and that's that's a lot of money when it comes to the global transfer market. Um so last year he had 44 appearances as I stated earlier. He had six goals and nine assists, and that's not really representative of what he can do because he was only really playing 60 minutes. Because Real Madrid is so stacked, they have so many wingers, they have so many midfielders. He wasn't really getting playing time. He is an excellent player. 
um, in the game yesterday against Arsenal, he scored he scored a goal, and and then right after the goal, he probably about five to ten minutes after his goal, he uh, injured his ACL. Um, but when you look at this in Real Madrid's plans, this really hurts because they're going to probably have to sell people that they weren't necessarily planning on selling. Um, probably like Lucas Vasquez. Uh, you're going to have... I, I see Luka Modric on the way out too. Uh, Luka Modric is... He's older. He's like 34. So he's as old as... Uh, he's as old as Ronaldo. And, I mean, he just won the Ballon d'Or. He won the Ballon d'Or last season. And you might be thinking, well, he just won the Best Player in the World Award. And you want to sell him? Well, his price tag's really good. It's going to be about 73 to uh, 80 million euros. I don't think they could ask much more just because of his age. And from what we saw during the Real Madrid season last year, because truly he won, he won the award because of his performance at the World Cup and because he carried Croatia as far as he did, not because he was truly the best player in the world. That is Messi, and some people like to say Ronaldo. In my opinion, it's Messi, just Messi. Um, but, uh, so he'll probably be on the way out. There's been talks about Tony Cruz. They've been trying to bring Paul Pogba in the club, and that might be be uh, th- uh like available and there might be a deal with a swap deal for Gareth Bale and plus cash considerations um but it, it's just a hard situation that they're in now that Asensio because he was going to be a main factor in accumulating money to bring in other stars and that's what they've been trying to do and Bakbe Pogba uh you've heard talks of Neymar even though those have died down there's there's a lot of people that they could have gone after, that it's just not going to be possible now. Um, but talking about the transfer market in soccer, we're going to get to our next topic. So our fourth and final topic of the day is going to be the transfer market when it pertains to Gareth Bale, Philippe Coutinho, and Christian Eriksen. Um, so we got reports today that, because so if you don't know what's been going on with Gareth Bale, is Gareth Bale is a winger slash forward for Real Madrid, and when they rehired, so over the past year, Real Madrid have not been as good as they were since Ronaldo left, Uh, Zinedine Zidane also left when Ronaldo left, he took a sabbatical, Um, he is now back with the club, Um, and so Gareth Bale has always been a sore spot with Zinedine Zidane, he didn't like him much before he left, and he doesn't like him much after he left, Uh, he's made a variety of uh, statement saying it would be best if he just left. Um, but here's the deal. He's not just going to sign anywhere. He has a massive, massive contract. He's being paid a buttload of money. Um, and there has been links to Liverpool, uh, but Jurgen Klopp put a strong stop to that. He said, there's nowhere we're going to sign Bale. Ruled it out. I mean, Bale's a good player. He's He's on the cusp of being world class. He was world class three years ago, and and he was and before that it's on him. And I really think Tottenham and Manchester United would be the best fits for him in in the world by now. And the China and China, and if nothing else comes in, Gareth Bell. I'm I'm sorry. I know it's probably not when you do. China's the China League is not as competitive, but he should probably probably go to China because he's gonna he's gonna be getting paid the most money any footballer in the world 
be getting paid. He'd be getting paid. An offer came in, and he, they were going to pay him a million pounds per week. Um, that's a lot of money. That is $52 million a year. That is the largest contract in football. Um, the duration, we wouldn't know. Uh, we don't know right now, but that, that was the offer. They were going to offer a good transfer fee for him. And he's worth probably around 70 to 80 million uh, euros, just like Modric. Um, but so he was ruled out. Jurgen Klopp also ruled out ruled out a return for Philip Coutinho. Um, Coutinho was sold to Barca last summer. He had a lackluster se- uh, season: 54 appearances, 11 goals, five assists. Um, but Philip Coutinho is a really, really good player. He is a spectacular player, in my opinion. He had a great, great Copa Copa de America with. Uh, uh, Brazil, and he, I think in a he just needs a new setting, because uh, all right, so he needs a new setting. I uh, one place I think he work really well in is PSG, and so like the if you get a swap deal in for uh, Neymar for PSG, and you have Kylian Mbappe, Cavani, Asmin Dembele, and you'll have Philip Coutinho playing center attacking mid. That's great distribution and great goal chances. They're going to dominate league, league on, and it actually probably makes uh, PSG better, dropping Neymar and getting Osmond Dembele, and and they're going to get um, Philip Coutinho, who's an excellent player. His his stats don't show, but he he truly is an excellent player. PSG is probably his best fit. Um, I don't see many other clubs. Uh, you could see like. Uh, Arsenal, but they've already put their splash in the transfer window. I, I'm pretty sure they're done. Um, I don't really see any Bundesliga or Serie A teams, so I'd say PSG is the best fit for Philip Coutinho, and I think he really does need to change the scenery. He needs to revive his career that he almost destroyed last year because he was really lackluster. But I think he's still an excellent player and deserves a uh, deserves a second chance because he was fabulous at Liverpool. It's just he's going to cost Liverpool. Way too much money. They can't get him back. And he doesn't really fit their system right now. They have a buttload of uh, midfielders. And that's what he'd have to play. Because they have Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, and Roberto Firmino up front. And that that's a great... You don't break that up. There's no way. I, I told you how good Roberto Firmino is. And Sadio Mane and Mo Salah are world-class wingers. They are amazing. They're... Pre- they're they are some. They do. They're the something of the best people at their jobs. Uh, Mosala, in the argument for the third best player in the world. And now on to our third and final player. We've been getting reports that Christian Eriksen, who has one year left on his deal and is only getting paid three point nine million dollars, um, when you when you get transferred, you rework your contract. So he'd probably ask for more money. And that's quite understandable. With uh, He is a high-class uh, central attacking mid with 10 goals and 17 assists. And you're probably thinking to me, well, Coutinho had 11 goals and he has 10 goals. But when you look at the assists, that's the real disparity. It's like Erickson had 17 assists and uh, Coutinho only had 5 assists. Um, Erickson is 27 right now, so he's in the smack-dab middle of his prime. Uh and I think, so we we saw some interest from Atletico, and now we're seeing some interest from Man United. And since he only has one year left on his deal until he becomes a free agent, 
you're going to see a reduced price for Christian Eriksen, which really bodes well for these teams. So normally he'd be like $100 million to $120 million player. Now his transfer is going to drop to like $70 million, just like Gareth Bale and uh, Coutinho. And, um, because uh, they don't want him just walks, so they want to at least get something. It's sort of like how you, when you trade for a basketball player, um, on the final year of your contract, you don't just want to let them walk in free agency if they're not necessarily happy with their situation. You see that with Paul George um, when he left the Pacers. Um, so, if, if man, if Atletico Virgin re like, if they put interest into them, I think he'd be an excellent fit. They just got uh, Trippier, they got Jao Felix this off season, and then you add Kristen Eriksen. That's a really big haul for them because they just lost uh, Antoine Griezmann, if you remember. And so they have Douglas Costa up front, and Jao Felix can run the wing, and technically Kristen Eriksen can also run the wing, but he'd, he'd probably play center attacking men. And Trippier on the as a wing back is really good. He'd be an amazing wing back for them, and I think he'll do great with Atletico. Um, we'll have to see how this unfolds. Um, Man United also have a lot of interest in him. That's been a big, big thing. Man United haven't really made any big splashes, and I don't necessarily know how they're going to get this deal done. Because apparently, at the beginning of the summer, they said that they had 80 million dollars, um, 80, uh, 80 million pounds in transfer transfer uh money and they there are reports that Maguire they're going to be getting Harry Maguire from Leicester City and he is already making he, the transfer bid is for 80 million uh, they're working out some kinks I, I bet it's over uh, pricing or contracts it's the main thing um he's not yet there but that makes me really suspicious about where they're getting this extra presumably 70 to 80 million euros that they're going to try and spend on Ericsson. I think it would be a fantastic fit for them, and if they can get Pogba off their books, that does allow them to bring in Ericsson, but I do think Pogba and Ericsson would be a great um, duo in that midfield with Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard, Pogba, and Ericsson, that'd be a great trio right there, and then you have Alex Marshall, and um, if you and even if you do a swap deal, you're going to have... Uh, you'll have Erickson, Jesse Lingard, and Amada, and you'll have Gareth Bell on the wing, Alex Marshall, and um, you'll have Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford, I think, is going to be an amazing player. I just think that Erickson fits the Man U system, and if they can figure it out, also getting Harry Maguire, because Harry Maguire is an absolute need. They need help on their defense. That's why De Gea looks so bad. Don't blame De Gea. De Gea's defense... Uh, defensive line sucked. It wasn't his fault. Um, but as I look at the time, we are about 30 minutes in. So um, you're listening to just uh, watching from the sidelines. I'm your host, Kenny and Sullivan. Have a great morning, uh, afternoon, or night. Goodbye.